Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. I wonder what plans you've made that have changed in these next few months. I've been on a waiting list to have a routine, pretty important operation to um, help my breathing. That looks like it's bounced way down the pecking order. Also, I had a holiday that um, I was going to go on in June um, to Croatia. That's uh, also not going to happen. So I wonder what happened to you if you've got plans that you've made that actually now are being disrupted. I was talking to a friend um, who's basically retiring this year and uh, got a pension pot and was going to do what's called a drawdown pension. Suddenly the pension just has tanked and, uh, and big, big kind of things of what do you do? in these uh, times. Some of the people I know are trying to purchase houses. Some people are trying to change jobs. Very difficult, hand a notice in for one, go for another one, and may not be there. So it's just an, an amazing load of different things that we have planned that actually, we thought they would just happen, and now totally upside down. Proverbs 16, Verse 9 says this, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. At uh, Christ Church, Ladybomb, we started a series last week with Sam, looking at Jesus's approach to Jerusalem, leading up to Good Friday and then Easter Sunday. And uh, we want to carry on that. We want to keep things as normal as possible with all the things that I've just said have changed. And so this week's uh, topic is actually looking at Jesus and his last supper with his apostles. And um, I think it's got three things in this account that are gonna be really helpful for us as we uh, approach these next uh, weeks. And, It says in uh, John 13, verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and returned to God. So as Jesus in uh, John 13, 3 there is in this last meal with his apostles, he knows that in days to come, he's going to, have the most horrific death and uh, he knows that is a his apostles his friends they have an inkling that something is happening but they they just don't know because there's kind of cheering going on for jesus as he enters jerusalem but also the posture of jesus must say to them something incredibly difficult is going is going to happen and uh, for Jesus to basically be able to say that uh, God 
Jesus knew that his father had given him authority over everything. And uh, that his, uh, in, uh, and in this time of, of kind of turmoil, um, knowing that God has given us authority is really important. Now, sometimes when we think of the, that, we think of, and I'll come to this in a second, the authority to heal the sick and the horror, authority to change things and the, the authority in prayer. That's how we kind of think that. But Jesus, actually, to start with, it was the authority to know he could go through difficulty and terrible suffering, knowing that actually nothing could happen to him without God's say-so. And so it, authority can sometimes, I say, be always in the context of trying to change something. Do you understand? Trying to pray that God would deliver us from something. But actually, there's another side to it, which is that it gives us confidence to face anything. So when Pilate said to um, Jesus, uh, don't you realize that I have the power to release you or crucify you in John 19.10? Jesus said this, you would have no power over me at all unless it was given to you from above. So there's Jesus. Pilate's maybe saying, look, I'm in control of this situation. No, I can release you. I can, I can kill you. And Jesus, because he understood God's authority in his life, could say, Pilate, you can only do what my father gives you permission to do. That's an incredible statement. And I think I want to encourage us that, that some things may not change. Some things may get difficult. We may even have loved ones that facing death. And uh, to know that the authority of God can change them, but actually can also give us confidence that whatever we're walking through, God is with us. But actually, also this authority gives us absolutely the ability to change what's happening. Because Jesus, as he was approaching this Last Supper, saw a fig tree and he wanted to take a fig off it. It was full of leaves and uh, basically there was no figs on it. And uh, he cursed the fig tree and in front of the apostles his disciples eyes it just withered they just couldn't believe it it was a live fig tree and just literally withering before them and jesus said look i'm going to teach you something here matthew 21 21 jesus told them i tell you the truth if you have faith and don't doubt you can do things like this and much more you can even say to this mountain, and he would have looked, he would have pointed to a mountain probably in the distance. You may, you can say this mountain, you may be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. We are the people of God. We are the people who can change situations. So not only can we face situations, knowing God's in control, we can change them as well. And I heard a, 
uh, a minister in South Africa on public television saying, church, pray. Church, pray with authority. And I want us to pray in faith that God will save lives. God will heal people. People that we know who are getting sicker and sicker. Let's be full of faith that our God can do miracles. Let's pray against this pandemic. Let's pray God deliver us from evil. Sickness is from the devil. We know that. It's part of the curse. And when Jesus came, he healed the sick. He delivered people. And uh, we have, as Jesus said, even the authority to move a mountain. That's funny. I was uh, in a nation and I was talking on another text about having the faith to move a mountain. There's a big mountain near us. And I said, you know, we can even move that mountain. And my translator turned around to me because I was being translated. He said, I don't want it moving. <laughs> Completely through me. I thought, <laughs> I'm using it as illustration. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that was uh, so effectively, that's what Jesus uh, was trying to say to his um, apostles that actually we have authority. He had authority. But he also said that the, um, uh, in John 13, verse 1, it says, before they ate, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. You know, it's reassuring that God is in control of time. And uh, it says in Isaiah 55, 8, my thoughts are no nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts jesus understood that time is in god's hands and uh, there was another time he said it's not my time yet and i think we've got to again be confident in a sovereign god jesus was confident that Nothing could happen outside of God's timing. And so when the Last Supper was coming, he, he just knew this is God's time for him. Do you know what? God is in control. Whatever we think about what is happening, somehow it's God's timing. And I believe, actually, this could be timing for great revival. When the missionaries are thrown out of China, the timing looked really bad, a small church. Yet what happened is millions and millions came to faith. Something happened in a time of great adversity. I'm believing this, that God is going to pour our spirit powerfully. There's a timing in things that happen. And Jesus knew that that timing was for him at that point, for our personal salvation. So, and the third thing that we learn from this account of Jesus sitting down at the Last Supper that he was going to have before his death with his friends and his disciples is that our goal, our role is to serve 
out of confidence in God of his timing, confidence in the authority he has given us, that actually we should serve each other and the nations. Because you see, what happened is they came together. There was no servants in the room. There was no slaves in the room. There was just the 12 apostles and Jesus. And you can imagine the apostles looking at each other and thinking, who's going to do the cleaning of our feet? Who's going to actually do the slave's job? And up to this point, they'd been really competitive. They'd tried to figure out who was going to sit on his left and his right. Who's the greatest? And, you know, peer pressure at this time is pretty strong. <laughs> you can imagine them all thinking, it's not going to be me who's going to go to the bottom of the table. <laughs> I, I want to be at the top at this time of uncertainty. And so... They sit down with stinky feet because they've just gone through the dust and the mud in open sandals. And uh, it's, we see that Jesus got up from the table, it says this in John 13, 4, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, then he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around them. Peter immediately jumps up and says, not me. He's an interesting guy, Peter. He would have been one of them that thought, I am not going to wash their feet. I want to be on the left or right, probably, <laughs> in, the, in the pecking order. Suddenly, I think, ashamed, probably, <laughs> jumps up. I'll, don't wash me. Jesus says, look, if I don't wash you, I'm going to have to, you won't be clean. And so J Peter says, just wash all over me. <laughs> he says, yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to do that. Just going to have to wash your feet. And then in John 13, 12, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord and you're right because that's what I am. And since I'm your Lord and teacher, I've washed your feet you should watch each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I've done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater to follow, greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. We have a massive opportunity to serve now. And, uh, it's interesting. I was on a Zoom call with some leaders from some of the churches in Manchester, and one of them says this, in this time of need, people will remember who helped them. It's interesting, isn't it? In this time of need, people will remember who helped them. Andy Brownlee was telling me that uh, he had just gone up and down his street with a little note that he got from a vineyard website which basically says this hello if you are self-isolating i'd love to help you and then it's got his name and address on it i heard another leader in manchester has done exactly the same and th their comment was hey people are responding people are being thankful you know we can do some little things and we can pastor our streets we can serve our streets we can be the people of god in a time of great crisis we can help one another and just to finish i always love those verses 
which basically says people sold what they had to give to the poor and there was no needy person among them in the church in Jerusalem. You know, it's in times of crisis that actually the people of God can step up, be generous and serve, knowing that all authority has been given us. Jesus, I want to thank you and bless you for your timing, for your power. I want to thank you we can heal the sick even over Zoom. I want to pray for anyone who's sick now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anyone listening now, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness to go. Be gone in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us to serve our fellow man, to pastor our streets, to love our neighbour, and to give you all the glory. Amen.